Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time, time to, to sit, sit for a spell. Hello! Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell podcast. I'm James. And I'm Jess. And welcome, welcome back. Welcome back. Hello. We're Sun- here. Sunday morning. Sunday. Nope. Monday. Oh, it's Monday. <laughs> it's Monday. <laughs> it's Labor Day. <laughs> it's Labor Day. We know days. We know days of the week. Yeah. It's fine. We've it's both like, labored. Uh, it's like summer or you don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, man. I don't know the days. Yeah. I don't know the days. Okay. I don't know the days. We're here. I don't know the times. I don't know. I don't know. We're just getting getting through it. I just don't know anymore. <laughs> How was your weekend, Jess? How are you? My weekend was fine. Um having a baby and like working yeah. is like mentally exhausting. Yeah. Um then you throw in like having a husband and having dogs and like that's more mentally and then just like life life you know so i'm fine i know i'm fine yeah (laughs) everything's fine (laughs) i'm not fine fine in like the (laughs) like oh yeah i'm fine but like fine is in like that is the actual word i'm going to use i am fine yeah it's fine i'm happy and fine good good how are you How's your weekend? I'm good. I am good, actually. I am homeschooling because yeah. um, pandemic vaguely gestures around yes the world everything because you know, of everything, which is something I never thought I would be doing, but it's going it well. And yeah, you know what? And I'm lucky that I get to. Um, uh-huh. because not everyone can. So I'm looking at it that way and just trying to enjoy like the time we're having together and see yeah. how smart he is. He's so stinking smart. I'm like, geez. So that part's fun. But something like, just teach yourself, interesting. Kid. Huh? You're like, here, just do this. Read it. You got <laughs> it. <laughs> I'll be over here. <laughs> um, but something I did want to bring up that I did that I thought was fun was I joined. I'm officially a member of the s- Satanic Temple. Oh, wonderful. I sent you that TikTok. <laughs> um, yeah. So as probably, especially if you're in, in the United States, no, uh, Texas recently basically hundred uh, years back banned abortion. Um, you're not allowed to have an abortion for any circumstance, including rape or incest um, mm-hmm. or medical need. Is that right as well? There's like a, um, I guess there's like a special form you can fill out or something like that where like it's extreme yeah. special circumstance. But, but I think it's like easily after denied. S- after six weeks of pregnancy, which if you are a person who does not have a uterus or just doesn't know about pregnancy, they... Six weeks pregnant doesn't mean you're six weeks pregnant. It means that your period is 
like two weeks late. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Basically. So most people don't even know they're pregnant by the time they're six weeks pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, I certainly didn't know. I was like months pregnant before I knew I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I knew because I had been, we were were actively actively trying. trying. Yeah, exactly. So, which is usually the case people who, and that's pretty much like probably the earliest you can get like a positive result. It's like I found out so early. I four to six like, weeks. Yeah, I found, I think, because we were trying and there's like this whole fertile history with my family. But um, I think mm-hmm. I found out at like three and a half weeks. It's ridiculous. So for me, it felt like the longest pregnancy in the world. But Because you knew like instantly. But. But most people don't. And I know, was lucky you... that I was able to experience it in that way. Yes. So, um. This bringing it back to the Satanic Temple, they have what they call uh, the abortion ritual. Mm. And if you don't know about the Satanic Temple, basically, um, they don't believe in Satan. Like, Mm -hmm. they don't worship. They're atheistic, basically, or like non theistic. Mm -hmm. They don't believe in any deity. Basically, what they do is challenge. challenge the freedom of religion aspect that our country was like built upon Mm -hmm. so for example there was uh, i think it was in oh geez i think it was in missouri they put up the ten commandments outside of like their city hall or something oh yeah a city hall or the capitol building or something Mm -hmm. so the satanic temple said oh well okay so we're a free religious society so if you can have the ten commandments then we're going to put up a statue of baphomet which is like Mm -hmm. a demon in christian mythology and people were like up in arms about it like oh no that's satanic you can't do that blah 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 and um they're like well it's freedom of religion if you Mm -hmm. can do christianity you can do satanism like that's what america is built upon blah 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 so what they basically decided they're like okay no religious iconography basically which is how Mm -hmm. it should be it should be separation of church and state and all that so i joined because i really wanted to support right now they are using their um they're using their sort of i think you can say influence their influence and the fact that they are a recognized religion mm-hmm. to say, well, these are we just just like you are free to ban abortion because of your religious beliefs, we are free to perform abortions because of our religious beliefs. Yes. So they're basically challenging that Texas law. They're doing a lot actually. Mm, doing um, a so lot. I wanted to support. You can join, and if it's it's free to join, but if you want like the card, you have to pay twenty five dollars. So that's basically how they get their membership. Yeah, exactly. But I just wanted to like you support them because donate. Um, yes, I think you can just donate as well. We'll put actually we'll put up a link in our Instagram if you would like to donate. Yeah. Um, also, to any Texas listeners that we have. If you need to come visit your good friends, Jess and James in California for a week and, you know, mm-hmm. for whatever reason that may be, we can um, we'll make it provide work. documentation that you were here just for vacation. You, you know, you're just Disneyland. having a good time. So mm-hmm. pictures and we'll tag you and, you know, 
we will try to help you out because yeah. it's basically it's yeah like jess said it's going back like 100 years it's basically yeah. going against everything like roe v wade protects which is it's safe. literally Abortion. ridiculous and like i don't know yes. where these fudging christians are like getting their high horse from i mean literally jesus christ come on i don't <laughs> literally literally like i don't it's so hard for my brain to wrap my mind around to wrap my yeah, mind if, around it if you are not in the united states it might be different where you're from you might even be in a country where abortion isn't allowed but this yeah. we have we have supreme court ruling saying abortion is safe and legal yeah in this country and so this basically goes against all that which basically means like any state now could enact these restrictions because yeah, they would follow suit and the crazy thing is in the united states um as well generally so like you find out that maybe you think you're pregnant you take a pregnancy test you don't know how far along you are and then you call your OB or you make an appointment with Planned Parenthood. And generally speaking, depending on where you live, because um, in different places in the United States, especially like New York, um, Massachusetts, California, Oregon, Washington, um, Washington State, it's so compacted that mm -hmm. you have to wait maybe a month maybe two months to even go get your confirmation, not even talking about yeah. your first ultrasound. So like at the very least, like a week or two, like at yeah. the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you are in Texas, if you are already four weeks, five weeks pregnant, that's it. Like by the time you even You're go done. to the doctor, done it's done too deal. late. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, and it's just insane. I don't even want to get started on the financial incentives that Texas put in place. And I oh, know please that that's do, because literally I'm sure backfiring in their face right now. But so essentially yes. part of the Texas law is saying that if you know, so I'm going to use James as an example. Okay. So James mm -hmm. and I live in Texas. I'm a nice Christian woman. Okay. And I'm like, I know James is pregnant and I know she's going to go get an abortion. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go on this little website here and I'm going to type in all her information. And then if it's found to be true that she was going to get an abortion and I told on her, I get $10,000. Like, that's not yeah. even fake. That's like real. Not even like, like not, not even, even like hyperbole whatsoever. Go get $10,000. Literally $10,000. So what is yeah. to stop someone from forcibly impregnating somebody else, mm -hmm. just making up that they're going to go get an abortion, typing it all in, it being some kind of plan, and then that douchebag getting $10,000? And, and then, not only and then that, there's a baby. But anybody, baby. anybody who is found to be helping that person get an abortion can also be sued. So the Uber driver who dropped them off, the friend who made the phone call to mm -hmm. set the appointment, um, the the other friend who just knew about it and maybe they helped them look up the the place to go get the abortion. Anyone who was in um, found to be helping this person can also be sued. Yeah. And I do know that Uber and Lyft have both stated publicly that they would take on any legal fees. Yeah. So. 
Because imagine that you're just like an Uber driver and you're just yeah. picking up this person and dropping them off somewhere. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you're being dragged into court. Being well, sued and I for... think they were doing it to be like, don't be afraid to call us. I don't know. Yeah. This sounds like a book, but it's not. It's, <laughs> it's insane. It's, it's horrible. And so much for the party of small government, backwards. huh? Yeah. I don't know how we're going backwards. I don't. There was this meme I saw, and it was like, it's you won't force a 12-year-old. <laughs> no, I know. Well, there's meme I because Texas also has a ban on masks. Yes. Like a ban illegal in schools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't require masks in schools. So it's voluntary. They basically, but then you'll you get will force. Food. Yeah, like the meme I saw was like, "You will, you won't force a twelve-year-old to wear a mask during a pandemic, but you will force her to have a child." Yes. Um, whatever your stance is, we are pro-choice uh, here. Yeah, we are fully pro-choice. What you do with your body. Uh, and your uterus is none of my damn business it's your and it shouldn't be body. anybody else's business. I don't even want to know about it. Don't even tell me. I want yeah. nothing to do I with I personally your body. know and love multiple people who have had abortions. It does not make you a bad person. No. Not everybody wants children. It's a medical not everybody doctor. is ready for children. It's just it's it doesn't matter the reason. No, and as a person who was pregnant It doesn't matter. Like I no. No. Yeah. I knew this was going to get us on a rant. (laughs) I warned Jess before. (laughs) Yes, but this is a, and like we said, you know, if you need help, there's a lot of resources. Reach out. Uh, We'll put stuff in our link tree in our bio. Um, But I mean, God, I can't even imagine, especially being like a low income, like person of color. In Texas, because you no. know, all those rich white uh, wives and mistresses are still going to be able to get abortions. There's oh, no, that's not stopping. Of course they are. There's no way that's no, going to stop. This this is fifty to fifty percent due to religious conservatism and fifty percent to make poverty continue. Like this has nothing yes. to do. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry, Jess. It's okay. On a <laughs> lighter note of the same topic. Oh, but go donate to the Satanic Temple because yeah, they're, they are helping. To them. They are. Um, there's a website. I saw. I found this girl on TikTok. Her name is Love Alco. So L-O-V-E-A-L-C-O dot com. A lot of her stuff is sold okay. out right now um, because she's been making her way on TikTok and her stuff is amazing. But like uh, she has a t-shirt and hoodie that says i don't care what oh, the so bible what says <laughs> like huge <laughs> and i think yeah. i'm gonna buy that one is that the one you sent about um... yeah the other one says it's on pre-order if you want if i wanted the government in my uterus i would fuck a senator <laughs> which i mean the best. i love it i love it yeah there's another there's one. a lot of these people who are donating um like portions of their um like proceeds will go yeah. to i don't help. know if she is but i just her stuff is just like the best yeah and i think that that site because they had a site to like um the tip the hotline site or whatever to like snitch on people mm-hmm. i think it got taken down 
Oh, yeah, because the internet. Because people were like, over. and then someone hacked it and rerouted me. it to Abbott's <laughs> personal, like, senator <laughs> webpage, I think. Good. So instead of the messages going to wherever they would go for um, that, law enforcement or so, I don't know, they went to his personal inbox. <laughs> Good. Well, I hope he's happy. That's the thing I love is that these people who are, by and large, I would say older white conservatives. They're old white um, dummies. They don't, they're not as like tech savvy. No. So everything they do is like super simple and easily and they hackable. Don't hire someone good to do it. Yeah. Cause nobody good would, would want to do that. You know, so. like, so that's the good thing is that most of these people are dummies and easily. Yeah, that tip line that was like, there was getting I don't know, <laughs> there the Simpsons. Have you seen the Simpsons where, um, Principal Skinner and Miss Krabappel are like hooking up, and they're like making out in the yes, in the closet, in the closet or whatever, closet. and then Ralph is like, they were making babies, and one of the babies waved at me or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Someone was putting that into the the hotline. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> It was so funny. What did like, they think the was going to happen? You know what? They didn't even think because they were like, oh, I'm an old white dude and this is the best They're idea like, ever. Everyone Here agrees with go. me. Fuckers. <laughs> this will be, I don't see this backfiring at all. <laughs> Anywho. Anyway, that's our weekly rant. Now let's talk about <laughs> bones. <laughs> Yay. We're just going to jump in this different area here. No, yeah. no segue. Super professional. No we know what we're doing. Um, I don't know. Could I have segued? Who knows? Probably. Um, Would you bones, like to know what the future you holds? You don't get pregnant you. without getting boned. <laughs> you, <laughs> you're growing bones. <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of there ways these days. But <laughs> did it? We got you it. Got it. Oh. That's the end of the podcast. Thanks, Done. guys. Bye. <laughs> Great day. You know. Oh my goodness! I'm trying really hard to stop saying Jesus Christ, or maybe I don't want to stop saying Jesus Christ because I use it as a um. I don't know what I use it as. I don't know what you would call that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, today we're talking about um, bone divination. Okay, bone mm. divination. Uh, I'm going to talk about a couple of the different types, and I'm going to very. I'm going to, of course, talk about historical examples, and um, I'm going to talk about bone throwing. So, um, I got this idea because I did start reading a court of thorns and roses, or roses and thorns. What is it called? What? Which one's that? So. It is. It sounds. It's a very popular. A Court of Thorns and Roses. Yeah, by Sarah J. Moss. I had already done my research, and then when I got to the part that there is bone throwing, um, I was like, <laughs> cool. Because nice. it's actually really um, on point, except the whole actual, like, this, like, other magical part that we unfortunately don't have access to in our current reality. But, um,. <laughs> Yeah, so my sources are LearnReligions.com, STMU Scholars, Wikipedia, The Traveling Witch, and DeathWitchEnvy.com. Uh, hmm. It's a blog. 
So let's talk about this. Um, there's a lot of different types. Well, not a lot. There's like four main types. And um, essentially in societies all over the world and through like just deep, deep history, right? Like ancient history, um, bone divination has been used in one way, shape, or form, right? Uh, okay. Food was very very important is very very important um Mm -hmm. to cultures and society and obviously when you are uh developing uh humanity and we uh started as nomads right we would like go around place to place Mm -hmm. and then we started forming villages when we learned that if we put um, our trash in the hole it will grow back and so we were like hey what if we do this purposefully and then we invented farming <laughs> and so once that happened and we learned well we learned like herd movement before that we mm-hmm. put them both together people were like hey we can be hunters and gatherers and farmers now and so all so of smart. these things developed but there's always bones there will always be bones um, teeth, animal carcass, those found in nature, always bones. So just yeah. some trigger warnings. I do talk about a lot of dead animals. There's a lot of variety of animals. Um, uh, a lot of dead turtles. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> turtles? Yeah. <laughs> so specific. It's very specifically turtles. So okay. we'll get to that. Um, okay. I love turtles. I know. We were looking at turtles the other day. Took Luke to... You know what? I'm not even going to go down there. Anyways. Um, (laughs) First, osteomancy. So osteomancy is um, where we get bone throwing. And it's uh, getting interpretation from throwing a bone set. Uh, These bones... Mm -hmm. Um, are not it's not all bones, it's bone, teeth, button shells, whatever you want to put in there, right? I'll get into that mm. more. But osteomancy is more often than not bone throwing. This is what the one that you actually can kind of visualize in your head. You might have like a little sack or a little bag and you like kind of yeah. shake your bones up like dice and throw them out, right? Yeah. Then there's a scapulomancy, which sometimes is like spatulomancy or omoplatopsy. Okay. Um, and this is very specifically using the scapula bones. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, then you have runes or ogum staves. Uh, this is mostly inscription on bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, way back in the day, and I know I talked about this in the rune episode, um, runes began on bones. Right. Yeah. So it was yeah. either on bones or on clay tablets, um, but mostly the beginnings were on bones. Then it has to be like, you think that's hard to do? Or you think bones are like, bones are pretty soft. Are they soft? They're very soft. I mean, like you could break like a chicken bone pretty yeah. easily. Yeah, and it true. depends on how you treat it. Um, if you true. bleach them in the sun, if you boil them, if you find them out in nature. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's true. Um, then one of the most, uh, um, or one of the oldest forms is, uh, is a form of pyromancy. Um, 
fire, right? Pyromancy. So there's a lot of different ways to use fire and divination, and this is just one of them. And this is one of the oldest forms, but basically it's throwing bones into fire and then reading them in like various ways. So you read mm-hmm. the fire that the bone is um, in, um, or you take the bone out, right? Okay. Okay. So um, there is this little quote that I put um, from archaeologist Chris Hurst. Mm-hmm. Oracle bones were used to practice a form of divination, fortune-telling, known as pyroostomancy. Pyroostomancy is when seers tell the future based on the cracks in an animal bone or turtle shell, either in their natural state or after having been burned. The cracks were then used to determine the future. The mm-hmm. earliest pyroostomancy in China, which I will talk about, included <laughs> the bones of sheep, deer, cattle, and pigs, in addition to turtle shells. Uh, pyroostomancy is known from pe- prehistoric East and Northeast Asia and from North American and Eurasian ethnographic reports. Mm. So, the four big areas, right? Or four, yeah. four of the big areas. Um, so, you have North America, you have East and Northeast Asia, and you have Eurasian, which Europe, the European continent. Um, in Africa, uh, I know that there was more of the bone throwing than the fire, or at least that was written down, right? But we know not everything was written down. Yeah. Okay, so let's jump into some history really quick. Um, it is believed that the Celts used a similar method of this fire using um, a combination of the pyroosteomancy and the spatulamancy or scapulamancy. Mm-hmm. Um, using shoulder bones, specifically of fox or sheep. Um, and then once the fire reached a hot enough temperature, cracks would form on the bone, revealing hidden messages. Mm. Um, did they, sorry, did they use the scapula specifically because it's like big and flat? I think so. More okay. space to read. I don't, it's like your shoulder blade, right? It is. Like, isn't that what yeah. Okay. And I don't, I mean... I didn't uh, see any reason as to why, but I also okay. did not look into why. <laughs> so I mean, fair. I you didn't know. know I was going to ask that question. Should have, but I mean, it makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> um, it generally, this says that generally they would um, boil the bones first, mm, kind of get okay. them cleaned off, um, and to soften them up a little bit for better readings. Okay, okay. Now, um, bone casting is um, a skill of the Sangoma, which is a traditional healer of the Zulu, the Swazi, and the Oshka um, Mm. in southern Africa. So Sangomas Mm. are called to heal, uh, to help social disharmony, and also to help you with any spiritual difficulties you might be having. Um, They kind of intercede... Uh, They're kind of like a middleman between the patient and the spirit world. um, And they help to create balance. So that's nice. Very nice. So in this tradition um, with the Sangomas, uh, in like kind of like a your run of the mill kind of session, Mm -hmm. the um, patient is going 
well, it can be either or. So either the sangoma or the person who comes in for the help can throw the bones onto the floor. Um, but it's like the spirit guides, the ancestors who control the pattern. So as long as they're like involved oh, in the ceremony, okay. it doesn't matter, I guess, who throws them. Um, okay. And these these bones, um, this collection, it could be animal vertebrae, it could be dice, shells, coins, dominoes. It could be stones, um, it could be pieces mm-hmm. of string, it could be pieces of cloth. It could be really anything that you find connection to. Um, and it's, um, I have the connections later, but, uh, anything that you, as your, like, it's your collection that you find significant and will help you remember what things mean. Right. Okay. So, um, so once they're thrown, the, um, healer is going to interpret what they say, um, and it's very specific to the patient and what they're going through and what the ancestors think they need. So okay, okay. Um, in these groups, usually uh, advice is given um, as well as some kind of medicinal um, answer as well, which is kind of cool. That is cool, yeah. yeah. Like a mixture. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So then we get to hoodoo, not voodoo, hoodoo. Um which is African-American folk medicine. Um, And we know that like Native American and some European practices uh, have kind of like mixed in, especially in like the Mississippi Delta. Um, So one of the caveats here is before you kind of practice uh, bone throwing, specifically the osteomancy, you Mm -hmm. might want to do some research and see one like if your guides allow it to um, if you feel it's culturally appropriate for you to do it. Cause this oh, okay. uh, yeah. bone throwing specifically um, is very specific to certain cultures and traditions. So just, um, yeah, just yeah, do your research. be mindful of that. Like it does pop up everywhere. Um, but there are just certain uh, specific aspects that you might want to do, do research about first. Yeah, I think that goes for a lot. Yeah, just like research and be mindful and respectful. Yes, of cultures. Mm-hmm. So uh, continuing with the hoodoo, um, this tradition uses more um, mixtures, powders, and charms to kind of enhance their readings along with um, whatever collection of bones, etc. They might be using for readings. Um, and healing is the ultimate goal, but there is always that divination piece, right? Like what is going to happen? What's going on? What do I need? Um, but in bone divination, generally it seems, and especially in, um, the African cultural groups, it's healing, healing based. Now let's talk about China, ancient China. So... In ancient China, oracle bones were specifically ox scapula or turtle shells. And these were used in pyromancy, that pyro-osteomancy, telling the future using fire. And this happened mostly during the Shang dynasty. Um, And what's really cool is that... um, Turtle shells dated to the Shang dynasty have been found. 
like with all this Oracle stuff on them. Oh, wow. It's freaking sweet. So. That's really cool. It is super cool. Um, I guess like local <laughs> farmers like dig them up all the time. So. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, Just dig up turtle shell. Yeah. And it's like hundreds of years old. Uh-huh, and it has like markings all over it. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see. Cool. Um, so at first, when farmers were digging these up, they didn't really know what they were just because so much time had passed, right? Um, right? And sometimes they would rebury them. Sometimes they would give them to like their local governmental groups. I don't know. Uh, but during the 1800s, mm-hmm. there were some villagers who discovered quite a large number. Um, and they were what they called dragon bones which was a mm-hmm. traditional medicine practice of grinding up fossils uh, from almost 12,000 years ago into tonics or, like, other mixtures. Wow. So, like, in ancient China, they would find fossils that they called dragon bones, grind them up, and do stuff with them. I what? mean, god damn it, it's so freaking cool. <laughs> <laughs> It's and we so cool. we on this podcast hold the belief that we don't know if dragons were real or not. We don't. I think they were real. Nobody knows. I know. <laughs> Nobody knows. I'm sure somebody knows. Somebody probably knows. We um, believe in dragons, though. <laughs> I don't know. That was just, I love that. I plan to do more research on that just for myself. But Yeah, that's cool. Um, so they found a lot of evidence of this. Then um, <clears throat> they also... Uh, so when you just caveat here, when you bring up items, generally you bring up a lot of stuff at once because it could be, you're probably digging where someone lived, right? Um, Mm -hmm. or where an old village was. So you find these like caches of things and it could be a trash pit or it could just be someone who had buried a lot of things, um, or just silt and like growth of the earth you know covering stuff so you find these caches so they wouldn't have just found the turtle shells and made an educated guess they would have found things with writing on them as well yeah to kind of explain what was going on and so they knew that they were grinding the fossils for medicinal purposes and magical purposes and divination purposes. And they also knew that the turtle shells, they were grinding those as well. And that was a treatment for malaria. Oh. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if it works. Other, I don't know. And then other um, bones, depending on what they were, were treated for other medical purposes. Um, like uh, knife wounds is another example they give. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like you've been stabbed here yeah. chew on this turtle shell pretty much yeah <laughs> um i mean it had to work if they kept doing it you know, right? something, had something to work. was happening yeah who knows now the diviners um would ask chinese deities questions and it would mm-hmm. be directed to their own ancestors um and it would be in respect of their elders, asking about um, family, future, crops. It was very logistical questions, you know, like, okay, okay. we know you're there, help us out here kind of thing, right? Yeah. Which just makes a ton of sense to me. Um, 
Now, these questions were carved into bone or shell. Um, there was special Chinese characters uh, known as oracle bone script, and they would use just a very sharp tool to carve those in. Um, sometimes the bone would be covered in the blood of the animal, um, along with like the name of whoever was doing it. Like they would like put their name in there to mm-hmm. sign it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and the date. And this was, um, to, for record keeping purposes, because again, <sighs> just so logistical, man. And, um, heat was then applied to kind of like a metal, like, uh, rod or bar until the bone or the shell um would crack because when you heat bone it expands you know yes so then um whoever the diviner was would look at the patterns and interpret what it said and they would write it down again smart Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. they would write it down and record the outcome um which is Mm -hmm. super cool so by the time of the Zhao dynasty, um, they had stopped using the fire and bone method, pyroosteomancy, okay. and moved over to a cinnabar ink and brush, um, which is just their preferred writing method, uh, instead of uh, recording on the actual bone. So um, it kind of became okay, like okay. a two-phase process instead of just using the bone for everything. Yeah. Um, okay. So the history kind of faded away a little bit just because that writing was not as well preserved as carved. What did you bone. call it? So you said something in ink? Cinnabar ink. Cinnabar. What's that? Uh, cinnabar ink is, you might have heard it before as vermilion, and it's basically a, a mineral pigment, it's red. Um, kind of rust-looking, um, so just a natural mineral pigment that they um, would moisten and turn into ink. Okay, so that's cool. That is cool. <clears throat> well, that's cool. That's a. I like. It's uh, a very fun word to say. It is. I always. I want to say cinnabon, but it's not. I want to say. See, I want to say cinnabite, which is from Hellraiser. Oh. That's where our minds go. <laughs> I go straight to food. <laughs> so just this whole system of oracle bones in China is just fascinating. And it is their earliest known Chinese writing system, which is significant for two reasons. And um, as I've done my research, I it seems that a lot of the most earliest types of writing have been divination writings um, in a lot of cultures. So, I mean, we're essentially just going I mean, back yeah, to basics. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So before we go on and I tell you all about throwing bones, let's take a break. Okay. Hello, Sit for a Spell listeners. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? With everything going on in the world right now, James and I have been feeling the stress and have been experiencing extra anxiety. And we know a lot of you have been feeling the same way, which is why BetterHelp, that's better, H-E-L-P, may be right for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. That's right, Jess. And did you know you can start communicating in under 48 hours? Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. 
It's not self-help. It is actual professional counseling done securely online. There's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available to you in your area. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly or video phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if and when you ever need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is huge in the COVID-19 world. That is awesome. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read testimonials that are posted daily. Visit BetterHelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better. H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people are using BetterHelp that they're hiring new counselors in all 50 states. Yeah, get on that. Mm -hmm. Get on this too. Special offer for Sit for a Spell listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell that's better h-e-l-p.com slash sit for a spell and we're back welcome back welcome back let's talk about bone throwing okay bone throwing osteomancy uh again remember bone throwing does come from specific cultural groups and cultural traditional areas so please do your research before participating Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm And that's all I'm going to say about that. So, uh, throwing bones is a divination tool at its essence, right? Um, Mm -hmm. It's actually quite complicated uh, because of the reading system. And Mm -hmm. it's complicated because essentially you make it up as you go along, pretty much. Oh, okay. Um. No two sets will ever be the same, right? Uh, yeah. You can make your set, you can buy your set, but each piece has a meaning that is individual to the person as well as individual to the set. So say you have more than one set, you mm-hmm. really wouldn't mix your sets. Um, I guess you could if you wanted to, but say you have even two of the same thing in both sets, one might mean something totally different than in your other set. Okay. Or yeah. say... James and I both have a blue button in our set. Her blue button could mean totally different things than my blue button. Okay. So I like this. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's like you, you, um, like only you know. Pretty much. Like you're the only one who can read your set. Yes. Okay. So um, the ways in which they fall, uh, what pieces touch, the distance between pieces. Um, the space between pieces, the patterns, the shapes that's formed, um, those mm-hmm. are the answers. So those are wow. the things that you're looking for. Okay. And uh, many people uh, avoid this kind of divination, um, I think, for two reasons. One, um, the reason that I saw in my research is that it's hard, right? Yeah. Uh, it takes a lot of <laughs> practice. And two... Um, people don't really aren't comfortable with bones. 
just like me. Oh, yeah, I can see. <laughs> so I think that's a big one. <laughs> when we talk about um, practice, right? And mm-hmm. we talk about tradition and what have you. Um, okay. Bone throwing and, and osteomancy in and of itself is the most ancient, right? It's right. the oldest kind because that's what we had. We used the tools that were available to us. True. But true. people like the the clean things. They like the yeah the tarot cards and the oracle cards and your yeah. your tumbled runes and and things like that, which is yeah. thousand percent fine. Um, that's what I do. But there's just uh, knowing and understanding that your traditions that the idea of those tarot cards and those oracle cards come from somewhere else. That isn't right. necessarily the, the nicest thing to think about, you know? Yes. Yeah. But they were tools. They were tools. So. Yeah. And then I, I'm sure there's things that we are doing now that in, you know, a couple hundred years, they're going to be like, oh, I can't believe they mm-hmm. used to do that. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Probably be able to read everyone. Like banning abortion at six weeks. No, exactly. Right? They'd be like, what kind of fool? <laughs> Still mad about it. <sighs> it's fine. We'll throw some bones about it. Throw some bones in the face of the governor. Imagine. Sharpened bones. <laughs> Just kidding, FBI. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> you know the FBI is listening. Of course. <laughs> all, of, all of the FBI. All of the FBI. They're huge fans. <laughs> They, they love, love yeah. Us. All of they're like sixty <laughs> percent of our listenership. <laughs> oh my goodness! What if that'd be so funny? <laughs> There's got to be at least, I'm telling you, at least one FBI agent listens to this, just like just casually, statistically speaking. There has to be. It has to be. Like, hello, hello, John. Statistically, your name's John. Yeah. Imagine. We love you. We'd love. John's to freaked out right you. now. Okay, John. <laughs> Pay attention. You're driving. Pay attention. <laughs> we'd love to talk to you john dms yeah if your um, name is john and you listen to this podcast and you work for the fbi <laughs> dm us <laughs> oh my goodness someone just we want to talk to you account. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man oh my coffee's strong <laughs> okay <laughs> so knowing all of this the creation of your set is one of the most important pieces to this, right? Okay. It's an immensely personal, creative process. Um, And it could take years. It could take months. It could take days. You could just be on a mission, you know? It's up to you. Uh, So um, you definitely have to be in the right headspace. This isn't something you can just do like a daily affirmation pool or a daily oracle card pool. Mm-hmm. This is something that you need to do your whole shebang, right? You need yeah. to um, clear your headspace. You need to cleanse your physical space. You need to uh, set out your cloth or clear the floor space or table space that you're going to be using for this. Like it take this takes time and preparation. This is not mm-hmm. something just to willy nilly literally throw <laughs> out, right? You you need to prepare yourself. A couple okay. reasons. Um, one, 
because it's uh, there's more uh, literal pieces involved, but like metaphysical pieces involved. Um, mm-hmm. And you're asking spirit guide, you're asking ancestor questions, you're asking the universe questions. Um, I think you should do this with tarot too. I know I don't, but just because I'm like lazy, but yeah, you you need to get in that space, and your space should be cleansed, um, especially depending on the tools that you're using. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like with tarot, there's like a time and a place, mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. it's like, <laughs> I was going to say something. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. It's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I say this. It's like masturbation. <laughs> Sometimes you just get in and out, you know, <laughs> you get in there, you get it done. <laughs> Sometimes you take your time, you know, and you really feel it. <laughs> I mean, where's the lie? There's, it's true. <laughs> but this, you're saying, always, you know, you should take that time. Always to... light the candles and turn on the music. Yeah. Put on, you know, some music and dim the lights. Exactly. This isn't like a quick one. Set the mood. <laughs> set the mood. Yeah. You'll get a better reading, basically, if you set the okay. mood. Um, yeah. If not, I mean, and we all know that there's times where we will do tarot and we'll be like, this is bench bullshit. It's like literally ignoring me, yeah. right? Yeah. And the same thing will happen here. The Like, it'll just fall flat. You won't get anything. You just, it'll be uninspired. So, okay. Set the mood. Now, before you can do this, you need to gather your bones. And this can be hard. Some people are naturey people and will go mm-hmm. out and walk amongst the nature and collect things. You might find a small skeleton of like a squirrel or a bird or something, and you might take a piece from there. Um, seashells that you find on journeys, pebbles, stones, buttons. Uh, in, anything, you know? Yeah. What are calls to you? Yeah. Um, there are things to keep in mind here. Um, mm-hmm. depending on where you are and where you live, you need to understand that sometimes there are local laws and traditional practices about what you take from nature. Um, mm. for health reasons as well as for. A traditional practice uh like for example on native american lands and and things like that yeah um, or like um national forests or, yeah and i know it sounds weird but like you have to be careful what you take from oceans and water lands especially if you take things living um yeah because it's really easy to spread invasive species so there's actually yeah. a lot of laws about different things. So just be mindful. Also, um, if you are going into nature to collect specimens, just make sure you're collecting them in a clean and safe way um, and that you're cleaning them in a healthy and safe way. Um, you don't want to yeah. get sick um, from poking at some bones of an animal that died because they were sick, you know? Um mm. So just be wary. Good point. Yeah. Uh, see, it's just, it's not easy, man. Sanitize. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there are people like, there's like taxidermists and stuff. Oh, absolutely. Who, like, work with yes. bones and, that's and things. where we're headed You can next. look up ways to like, mm-hmm. to safely handle these things. Exactly. So, and that 
is my next point. You can go to a taxidermy store. You can go to antique shops. Um, There are actually Etsy sellers who sell full bone kits. Um, So if you just want to try that out before making your own, go for it. Um, There's an Etsy store for everything. (laughs) You could even go, yeah, like say, say you wanted like a vertebrae, right? Mm-hmm. You can go to a butcher and you can ask for a, a piece. True. So whether that be sheep, pig, or cow, that's probably the likelihood that you're going to get. Um, okay. So, yeah, you can do that. That's, there's another question I have hmm. I don't know if you have the answer probably to. Probably not. Do different bones from different animals mean different things? That's or is it all just... to you. It's all up to you. So okay. in this specific um, gathering of items, that's up to you. In okay. cultural tradition, like in the Celtic tradition, it was very specifically ox. Um, in Chinese mm. tradition, it was very specifically the turtle shells. So, right. I mean, okay. yes. Do I know what they okay. mean? No. But okay. yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So some other things that you can use in your set are keys, rocks, hagstones, snail shells. Be careful with those. Um, exoskeletons, such as like a hermit crab shell or like some kind of lobstery mm. thing. I'm assuming. Oh, or like a <laughs> like a like a. Never mind. It's gross. Um, that's what I think is gross. Exoskeleton from a, I was going to say, from like a tarantula. Like a a roach or something? Oh, wait, no. Tarantula's not an exoskeleton. Is it? I was thinking like the. Um, the, the, Tarantula's um, like shedding, but I don't think that's what that is. Um, Horns, coins, dice, bottle caps, acorns, sticks, bark. You you could throw anything up in there. Anything. Yeah. So. Then once you have your items or as you are gathering your items, or perhaps you start with this list and then fill in with the items, is you want to put meaning to them, right? Mm -hmm. So, for example, you can have, um, like, let's say your snail shell, okay? You just pick up the snail shell and you're like, oh my God, I love this shell. I reminds me of my family. The shell means family, right? Mm. And that's how that shell means family in your readings. So if the shell falls in any particular way, you know that that's associated with family or some kind of okay. familial feeling or um, maybe you should call Do you your write family. these things down? You can write them down. It's totally up to you. You can have like a journal. Okay. You could just have everything in your head. Okay, okay. So some other meaning attachments are the self, health, wealth, family, um, any deities you might work with, the mm-hmm. elements, um, love, uh, magic, uh, specifically divination, um, a yes, a no, uh, evil, um, male, female, or whatever other... Um, gender terms you might want to include or not include um something that means one something that means many something that means a lie something that means truth something that means broadly other or miscellaneous or like unknown 
Um, okay. Something that means faded. Something that means decision. Um, that one generally is kind of like a coin, um, apparently. Like you can use a coin and one side of the coin is like faded. The other side of the coin means you can make a decision. Um, okay. So say you have, and, and really any other meaning you want, right? Yeah. Um, it could be a specific person. Like maybe you can have one for you. You can have one that represents your partner. You can have one that represents like your mom, your sister, or... Uh, your, your work, child. your child, like anything, you know, it's, okay. it's to- the meanings are totally up to you. So, and you can go either way with this. You can start with your list of meanings and fill in objects to the meanings or mm-hmm. the other way, gather objects and associate it then with a meaning, you know, um, yeah. which the way that my brain works, that's probably what I would do. I would probably yes. like walk along the beach find a shell and be like oh my god I like this shell it reminds me of and then that would Mm -hmm. be my my totem or my token for that that meaning yeah and then I assume I don't I don't know how you know if it's done so I I, you might just just think oh okay my collection is complete like Little Mermaid or yeah (laughs) keep or maybe it's just like something that you never yeah never Mm -hmm. do finish Mm -hmm. absolutely so, again, you can collect to match the ideas or collect and then add ideas. So, okay. Okay. So, now what do you do once you have everything together? Once you once you have everything together, you take the time to know what they mean. <laughs> so like <laughs> you you have to practice just like kind of with tarot. So with tarot it's nice because you can practice on your own. You can practice someone else and like keep opening up your book and like reminding yourself of what things mean. Right. And then you'll get better at interpreting the images to the person specifically to the question specifically. Right. It's the same Mm -hmm. thing. You just don't have a book unless you write your own book, which you could totally do. Just get a little journal, write down. And as you practice, um, you better memorize what you made the connections with, right? And you get a better idea, yeah. a better sense on whoever is guiding you, the way that they speak to you through your objects. So it's just practice, practice, practice. Um, mm-hmm. So once you got there, you know your basics. You you have them memorized. You kind of know what you're about. You set your scene for whatever that means to you whether you cleanse your space you cleanse your bones you call the corners you call your deity you light your candles you light your fire whatever you do right that that's specific to you that's specific to your practice you're going to cleanse yourself whatever um generally you are going to keep these in some kind of basket box or bag so you're going to have to make sure that that is wherever your main ritual is taking place um you can have a cloth or a soft area um be mindful here and probably i would highly suggest using some kind of cloth because remember what you're using um Mm. and if you're just going to toss them on the ground or a table without a cloth you could potentially break things yeah um, which again have meaning as well so like if you break something that might not always be on accident so um okay use your cloth make sure your cloth is in your um, area when you do your ritual so that that's cleansed as well then you set out your cloth 
and um, ask your question. Meditate on it. Do whatever you need to do, similar to tarot. Uh, repeat it a couple times, shaking your um, bones around, and then gently toss them. Now, um, once they are tossed, you're going to look at different components, like I've said before. You're going to look at what's touching. Those might be more significant, right? Two things that mm -hmm. are touching. Say your family snail shell is touching your chicken bone. You know, like why? Yeah. What is the important connection there? Um, or say your key is on the opposite side of your button. So does that mean they have no relevance to each other? Or is that important based on your question? Mm -hmm. um, okay. So you need to look at the spacing you need to look at what's touching. You need to look at the patterns. Um, you need to look at groupings. And you need to look at what's individual. Um, plus whatever else you find important. Right? Now, and, and this is where it gets tricky. Because it's totally up to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, <laughs> this could go <laughs> you, a lot of different ways. You made your meanings. <laughs> Yeah. You make what's important. So if you feel things touching are not important, but things spread further apart are important, that's what you're going to read. If you yeah. feel the opposite or if you feel groupings are what you are going to look at, then that's what you're going to look at. Now, um, because this is a traditional practice, you might be very lucky and have someone in your home or in your your community who can teach you this and teach you yeah. um, what their tradition says about spacing and connections and touches and what have you um, or you purely just make it up on your own and hmm. whatever because your interpretations are going to be connected to whatever guides you're using, right? They're going to know right. what you're using and they're going to pass down the information in a way that you can interpret. You just have to practice. Yeah. See, on the one hand, I really like the idea of this because it is so customizable and personal. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, I need some guidance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. And, and But I'm sure there's people who think, I'm, I love this. This is going to be. Oh, yeah, for sure. Perfect for me. You and know? you make the rules. Yeah. You make the rules. You make. Is your cloth going to be in quadrants? Is specific quadrants always going to be important? Like, say, the upper right hand mm. corner is always important. The lower left hand corner is always no. Like, are you going to make your quadrants? Are you going to hold importance on more items than others like you yeah. totally make the rules and whatever rules you set fall into place right and they're going to help you with yes. your interpretation so eventually this practice is going to be second nature to you because you will know all of your rules yeah um you can write them down and keep them handy for yourself but they're your rules so as long yeah, as you yeah. stick to your rules and practice and don't change them willy-nilly depending on what you want the answer to be because your guides <laughs> yeah. are probably just going to be like well I'm just going to ignore you for a while um, yeah I mean it becomes easier as you go so I mean that's it that's all just of it takes more uh, just dedication practice mm -hmm. practice practice yeah getting in touch with those higher powers exactly that's really cool mm -hmm. 
I like it. That's I like it too. I think it's really I like the idea of fully making it your own and like I like really like the idea of like finding the pieces. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably like the part that appeals to me the most. Yeah. Just finding things and assigning meaning to them. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, like thinking about like past lives and stuff, because I know there's a lot of people who do this, like I do it. And um, but like whenever you go, whenever you go somewhere, like say you travel or whatever, and you like might find something and bring it home. Um, like, I wonder if it has these connections, you know, like. Yeah, I'll go to a beach or I'll go on a trail and I'll just pick the most random little thing and bring it home. <laughs> like, yeah, and like you have that. Yeah, and I have it like connection I have one of to little, it. Like, tiny little pine cones. I have like a pebble from a beach in Ireland. I have like, like I have like random little things that are just strewn about my house. So, yeah, I, if I should. And like, if someone came in and they're like, "What was with all these rocks?" You know, yeah. <laughs> what's with this pine I cone? Stick right here. It's gonna mean something to you. It does. So, yeah, it's interesting, but that's really cool. That's bone magic, bone divination specifically, not, not, I wouldn't use a broad bone magic category, but it's a piece of bone magic. Um, Divination tool. Osteomancy. Very cool. That was really interesting, Jess. Thanks. Oh, and just another, I know I keep giving you warnings, but bones need warnings. If you're going to use pyromancy, mm. please be careful. Fire is hot. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Just don't go burn yourself and then be like, God damn That's it. That's going to be our new t-shirt. <laughs> Fire <Right>. is hot. <laughs> Just And then under in small letters, be careful with pyromancy. Be careful. <laughs> uh, Fire is hot. Uh, uh. We're already trademarked it. Don't steal it. Yeah, don't steal that, John, from the FBI. Damn it, John. <laughs> it's fine. It's going to be the FBI slogan next year. <laughs> He's going to get that promotion this year. He promised his wife. Or my husband steals it for like the... Oh, he would. <laughs> I could see your husband saying fire is hot. Yeah. <laughs> see it on Smokey the Bear next year. Oh, that's true. <sighs> he works for the Forest Service. He does. It's perfect. He brings me Fire a lot of forest things too. That's cool. I like that. He is. It's so well, cool. He'll bring me like, he'll know when I start gathering to change out my altar. <laughs> and then like, he'll just like put a bunch of acorns on the table or <laughs> like a pine He's so cone. Cute. He's well, the best. Thanks. He's like, here. <laughs> I got you these. I'm like, you picked them up off the floor, fool. Oh, I got you these. He hauled them all the way home. It's so funny because they'll just be in his pocket and just pull out a handful of acorns. He's like, here. It's thinking great. of no, you. I love it. He's very supportive. I love it. Yeah. He is. And um, you all are also very supportive. We appreciate yes. all of you and we love you and we want you to continue to be safe. Um. If you don't listen to like our little outro, please give us um, some reviews, rate us on Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us, helps people find us. Follow us on Instagram. Um, we've sort of abandoned TikTok already. 
<laughs> I totally forgot about we it. Totally unintentionally abandoned TikTok. Yeah. And will we it be May eventually? Up? Who knows? We might get back to it one day. Yeah. We we will. Um, I, I have ideas. I just haven't done them. Want to give a shout out to Leland? You know who you are. Hi, Leland. We enjoy you. We enjoy our DMs. I love to get the messages. Jess and I love to hear from you. All of you, if you want, our DMs are open. We love to just talk, get in yeah, touch. Yeah, we talked to and, quite a few people, but yeah. Yeah. Say hi. We're not doing yeah. anything. We're just, yeah. you know, living life. You know, living that uh, pandemic life. <laughs> I don't know. Still going on, so still, still get vaccinated. <laughs> Please, uh, if you're able to, if it's available to you, yes. Um, wear a mask where you where you have to, and yeah, just be safe. Masks work. I was just reading a thing on the Atlantic about how like they were comparing two places, and like one was like fully masked, and the other one was barely masked, uh -huh. and just the vast difference between those two places. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You would think like 18 months in, people would understand, but yeah. I mean, yeah. I could use this as an example. So I'm a public school, elementary school teacher. I teach students with special needs. Um, so my classroom is a little bit different. Uh, I have kids come into my classroom and then they leave after like groups of time, right? And there was a student who had, well, we're pretty confident he had COVID. His brother had it. And I worked with him one-on-one -on -one four days out of the week. Um, I don't, I mean, obviously I don't touch the students, but like, even my little hugs I don't do anymore. So um, he sat at his desk. I sat at, my, at mine. He had his mask on. I had mine on. And even with that, um, never, nothing. Nope. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. My Another example. My sister works worked in a medical office um, there and in Orange County, which if you are from California, you know what the connotation of Orange County mm -hmm. means. No masks inside. She was probably like one of the maybe say there's 10 people in the office. Maybe three of them were vaccinated. Mm. Uh, nobody wore masks. She did. She continued to wear a mask and COVID went through her entire office and she never caught it. Yeah, because she wore a mask and she was vaccinated. It so. really is the little things that they're saying. Like, just yeah. use hand sanitizer, wash your hands, and yeah. wear your mask. Like, don't like touch a doorknob and then stick your your, your whole hand in your mouth. Like, yeah, just, just don't do that. Don't do that. But <laughs> you know, I mean, it could be because I Try use hand to. sanitizer obsessively. But like, yeah, I mean it. It's definitely working. In the experiences yes. I have encountered. So, and just continue to get tested. I get tested weekly so still, mm -hmm. just to be, just have peace of mind. And be safe. So much. Yeah. And because I want to see my friends and my yes. family, and we all get tested all the time to do that. Yep. So it's free and it's quick. Like, literally, I walk into the building and two minutes later, I'm back in my car. Yeah. I think I'm going to go on, I think I'm going to go on Wednesday. Yeah, I think I'm going to go on Thursday. I've been getting them back. I'll go Wednesday. I've been getting them back 24 hours. Yeah. It's been not bad. No. But, you know. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We've ranted anyway. enough. We ranted in the beginning. We ranted at the end. You know. 
at this par point, for the course around at here. At this point, you know when to <laughs> fast forward. So you know us. Yeah. Either way, we still love you. Yes. So we hope you have a and, fantastic uh, week. And um, I've just it. decided in this moment, I'm going to do Satanism for our next episode. Do it. It's been on our list since the beginning. It's been on the list for a long time, yeah. but now I'm really pumped up. I'm jazzed about it do now. It. So, yeah. Look forward to that, Leland. <laughs> <laughs> He's listening. He's still listening. He is. Okay. He loves us and we love him. Thank you. Uh, them. I'm sorry. I don't know your pronouns. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. We love them. But yeah, just um, be nice and, and, uh, above all, just be nice. Yeah. Go on that website and <laughs> falsely report, like, I don't know, see more butts or something. And, <laughs> It'll be fine. And Ivana, Ivana Tinkle. Yeah. Donate to the, what is it? Is it the temple? Satanic Temple? The Satanic Temple. Donate to Planned Parenthood. Um, continue There's to lot donate you can do. to Black Lives Matter groups. And, um, you know, be nice. Just be if you, nice. Yeah, if you can donate, it's fine. I know. I can't donate all the time. So. I know. Yeah. <sighs> do what you can. We're all doing our best. Yeah. And we will see you next time see you next time okay bye bye thank you for listening to this episode of sit for a spell please rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at sit for a spell pod if you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices please email us at sit for a spell pod at gmail.com until next time blessed, blessed be, be.